Welcome to the Weimar Now We Serve podcast of Government Policy, Real Estate, and You. I'm Liz Recchia, Government Affairs Director of the West Maricopa County, Pinal, and Douglas chapters of the We Serve Association of Realtors, and this is our quick update for today. I attended the National Association of Realtors Conference and Expo in San Francisco last week. One of the sessions I attended was in regards to federal policy and data security. The session was the Federal Legislative and Policy Forum with Alex Stamos as guest presenter. Mr. Stamos was head of cybersecurity for Facebook and is now a professor at Stanford and a fellow at the Hoover Institute. His presentation was entitled Information Warfare, Election Hacking, and the 2020 election. Mr. Stamos is well qualified to speak on the potential election hacking and more importantly, election misinformation since he headed the cybersecurity investigation into the 2016 election issues at Facebook. If you are unable to attend his presentation, I recommend listening to it at playbacknar.com. When discussing government policy and platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and Google, The discussion usually revolves around policy versus platform, and while that is part of the discussion, it is only part of the discussion to be had. As I discussed in the November 29, 2018 blog post, Personal Data as Property, an increasing number of judges, including Supreme Court judges, are attaching the bundle of property rights to personal data. If you have not read Justice Gorsuch's dissenting opinion on page 99 in Carpenter v. United States, I suggest you do as it lays out in plain fashion the proposition before us. Do you own your personal data? Does providing your personal private data to a third party in order to receive a necessary service automatically mean you give up all rights to that data? Documents that in another day and age would have been secured under lock and key in your office or home are now secured on third-party servers. Did you really give up your rights to that data? By attaching the bundle of rights to private data, the same fiduciary and contract rights apply to private data as to real estate. Why couldn't that be part of the protection policy and discussion? Why can't the right to private contract, whereby the owner of the data gives specific permissions to the user of the data, just as our real estate contracts grant precise permissions, such as right to occupancy, with specific terms and conditions attached, Why couldn't that be part of the solution? I posed this question to Alex Stamos at NAR. Here is his response. I was wondering, with the advent of some of the judicial opinions we've seen at some of the state as well as the the federal levels, attaching the bundle of rights, the bundle of rights that we are familiar with in real estate, to your personal data, how does that change the conversation in terms of all of a sudden we're talking about an individual through the power of contract, private contract, granting a business the opportunity to use their data in particular ways under certain circumstances, just like we do in a listing agreement or a buyer broker agreement now. And that same business has a way of doing business and disclosing that to that, that client, that potential client so that the client can decide if they want to do business under those circumstances. So we have a bundle of rights for the individual abundant rights for the company, and that right to private contract is what's dictating that interaction because we have a whole lot of people from 50 states and territories in the United States, and yet they always are able to enter into contract for business or real estate. Why can't that principle be extended into this? And then we're less about technology all the time and sweeping regulation. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not actually sure if I have a. If I could totally I, understand. Look, I, 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 so I mean. If you talk about like kind of the data fiduciary idea that underlies a number of pieces of legislation people have put forward, I think your position on people should have the right to opt into certain things under private right of contract, that is the old model of privacy in the United States, right? That like FTC enforcement was often based upon people violating the terms of service that they had. Um, and that's just, as a society, we're moving away from people being making those decisions to a much more paternalistic model like GDPR, where the government decides what you're allowed to do with your own data. Um, so whether I agree with you or not, I, that's just not the trend with all this kind of the media zeitgeist. Um, like, if you look at the Cambridge Analytica situation, it's really about who has the right to opt into certain amounts of data sharing and who who can control the data of your of your communication counterparties. Turns out to be a really complicated thing. Um, but it all gets bundled up as being, oh, that's bad. And so we end up in this much more paternalistic situation where it's just like, well, make the government go, make it a go away. And I think we're actually trending towards people having a lot less choice about what they're allowed to do with their data um, because the powers that be believe that's not appropriate. And so here's the question. Do you want to preserve the right to have private data and documents? Or do you prefer to allow policy drawn up by the government, educational institutions such as Stanford and Harvard, and the platforms themselves decide your rights to your private data? Is paternalism really the best answer for the individual's well-being? Is platform policy to be discussed and decided without any consideration given to the private property rights affected? Think about your private data on servers, submitted to platforms you can never control or even know about. Think about your medical records, your will or living trust documents, private business decisions made between clients or business partners housed in the cloud. By allowing platforms, government, and large institutions to discuss policy with no regard to individual rights is disturbing. When we execute listing agreements, buyer broker agreements, property management agreements, or any of our other contracts, we form a relationship through the contract and our actions that places us in a fiduciary relationship, which demands we keep our client's bundle of rights in mind and defines our contract terms, our policy security actions, our professional standards and agency responsibilities to our clients and to others, and that impacts our entire business model. And while there are times a universal policy and a universal contract would be convenient and fast, it would also by definition mean taking away or minimizing some individual property rights. I suggest each of us think about personal data, the right to private contract, and private property rights in light of our own lives and businesses. I believe we have much to contribute to the discussion surrounding protection of private data while honoring and respecting the bundle of rights. I'm Liz Recchia. Thanks for joining me today. Make sure to read your emails from our association as we become We Serve. If you are a member of the Pinal Chapter and would like to be a member of the Pinal Chapter Government Affairs Advisory Council, please call or email me. We will have our first in-person meeting after Thanksgiving. Our meeting schedule will be monthly via Zoom and in-person meetings. So let me know if you would like to participate in the Pinal Chapter Government Affairs Advisory Council 2020. We are now we serve GAD, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business.
This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.